It's June 20th, 2018. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein here with Raj Geary, here to talk about SmackDown Live for June 19th, 2018. I'm also going to talk about the passing of Vader. Uh, the news broke this morning of that. Big cast getting released from the WWE. And uh, so much more, man. SmackDown last night, post Money in the Bank. I know we, we had some words, some crit critique of Raw. Uh, in definitely excited to talk about how SmackDown compared. But man, Vader this morning. Yeah, apparently he passed away on Monday night um, he, at 7.25 p.m. His son, Jesse White, uh, revealed it on Twitter today. Uh, yeah, he was 63 years old. He had been battling heart issues for the last couple of years. That's in, right. Yeah, in November of 2016, uh, he had said on Twitter that his uh, he was diagnosed with congestive heart failure due to his football and wrestling careers and that uh, two heart doctors only gave him two years to live. Wow. Um, he later said that uh, that might have been a mistake and that he was okay. He actually wrestled after that. Uh, he had open heart, late, uh, open heart surgery in late March. And then uh, in May, he was talking about wrestling again. And then like the, a day later, he had, tweeted some, he had tweeted something about wrestling again in May. And then a day later, he had another operation. So he's had quite a, he's had, you know, his heart issues over the years. Um, Jesse said that Vader was diagnosed with a severe case of pneumonia last month and basically passed away due to complications from that. Mm. He said that while he was making progress, his heart had had enough and it was his time. So yeah, Leon, big Van Vader White, uh, one of the great, in my opinion, one of the greatest big men in the, the history of pro wrestling. And definitely want to extend our condolences to Leon White's family, friends, and fans on his passing. Absolutely, man. And, you know, it's amazing just the timing. Um, they've been talking about wanting to go into the WWE Hall of Fame and then to, to have this happen before he saw it, I think just really makes it that much sadder. Yeah, I, you know, sometimes it's almost like passing away almost slows down being put into the hall of fame, but granted that's not, you know, that's not a concern right now, but yeah. he's a, yeah, I mean, he's a no brainer for the hall of fame for sure. He's um, I mean, his, his best run was in WCW. I almost felt like his WWE run almost hurt his legacy a little bit because yeah. he was so dominant. He was such a monster in WCW and new Japan before that. Um, and he had, you know, just an awesome rivalry with staying a great rivalry with Ron Simmons in WCW. Uh, WWE, he had, you know, he worked with Shawn Michaels, Undertaker. He had been there for a long time in WWE, but uh, due to a lot of backstage politics and changes in plans, he, he never quite reached the heights that I think a lot of us felt like he should have. But um, Yeah, and you're seeing today just all the positive memories online. I mean, his WCW run. And Raj, I don't know if you remember, but he had multiple appearances on Boy Meets World. He was. He was on Boy Meets World. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but that's big, though. I think when you're a wrestler and you get to do things in the popular culture, I mean, he kind of became that stereotypical image in the 90s of that guy when you picture like oh big hulking professional wrestler i think uh he owned that for a period of time in people's lives and that's that's a huge impact you know and not only that the the um image that you have in the profile inside the business but outside the business and to even have achieved that i think is is so rare and just uh you know a, another great footnote on his long and storied career yeah he was uh he, 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 I mean, just from everything was his outfit, his style in the ring. He was a beast. Um, I'd spoken to Vader. Let's see. When was that? Uh, it's been four years now. Um, but we had a pretty, 
pretty long talk. So we'll be uploading that to our YouTube, um, hopefully today. Oh, excellent. Um, yeah. So, you know, please, uh, love reading everyone sharing their favorite memories. And I think, I think that is the best way to remember these, these legends when they pass, when you see that outpouring of support and it, it's, uh, it's tough, man. I mean, as we get older as fans, I mean, Siraj, you and I are both what 40, you're 42 now as well, right? Yep. Yeah. And it's just, it's crazy. Because as we get older, it means that all the childhood heroes, all the icons we looked up to, unfortunately, are that much older. And right. uh, but I don't know. I don't think anything ever truly prepares you for this. And our condolences to to his friends and family. Yeah. Yeah. Very great. Um. So I guess we should also talk about the other big news coming out yesterday. I think shocked everyone who was not on SmackDown last night, and that was Big Cass. Um. Raj, what have you heard about his release from the WWE? So Chris Featherstone had an article this morning. Uh, so uh, Sports Illustrated had reported that he had been drinking a lot on the European tour. Um, the, but apparently his, he's had some backstage issues for a while, um, yeah. just in terms of attitude. Uh, Chris had reached out to someone who said that uh, he was getting in conflicts with people backstage uh, Simon Dean, uh, who wrestled in WWE from ECW fame, Supernova. Mm -hmm. uh, he wrote on Facebook uh, that uh, I'll, I'll just read it. He wrote a former wrestling coworker of mine from back in my WWE days was backstage at a show about a year ago and big cast, big dogged him and asked him to leave the locker room. <laughs> if their paths cross again on the Indies, I'm, I'm, I hope I'm there to see my old buddy return the favor. Now, um, Vince McMahon apparently had a meeting on Tuesday before SmackDown, which is where Cass was fired. I did think it was odd on uh, on Monday when the Gauntlet match was announced that Cass wasn't in there and Big E was. It seemed kind of just kind of random. Uh, even if you know Nakamura made sense because he would already you know just had a title shot, so it didn't make sense for him to be in that match. But I thought Big Cass would be, so it definitely seemed like something was up. I'm assuming. There's more uh, with what happened at Money in the Bank, and that's what we're kind of waiting on. Like, if he had problems with doing the job to Daniel Bryan again, or if something happened backstage there. But uh, apparently, whatever it was, Tuesday they made the call to release him, and they did not wish him well in his future endeavors, which is pretty standard. I mean, they didn't do it for Enzo either, but Enzo was uh, released after some pretty serious charges. And uh, so it's kind of interesting. Well, Bill DeMott must be feeling pretty damn smug today. <laughs> Why is that? Why is <laughs> don't that? you remember? I mean, I've seen, I don't know how much was rumors are alluded to, but both Cass and Enzo have talked about not naming him by name, but that perform like the performance coach, performance center coach telling Enzo, why don't you go kill yourself? Telling Cass, if you weren't seven feet tall, you wouldn't be here. So many people have connected the dots and speculated that was Bill DeMott that rode those guys. Oh, I'm sure. But there, there's a lot yeah. of people that have spoken bad about Bill DeMott. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, look, this is just sad. And you know what's really, I don't want to say funny about this, but interesting. Enzo has been a hot, controversial topic ever since those allegations that broke earlier this year. You know, even with the police not charging him. Still, not everybody's favorite subject. Yesterday, people with their Enzo and Cass memories. I think Cass being gone now really closes the 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 story on these two guys in the WWE. When you look a year ago, one of the top three merch sellers in the company, one of the hottest tag teams in the business for five years, and this is how it ends. 
uh, with Enzo released under scandalous circumstances, and then Big Cass just, you know, dismissed offhand. Yeah, and I mean, you just think about the year that Big Cass has had, right? Yeah. Uh, last year, he split from Enzo, was getting this big heel push. I mean, beat the crap out of the Big Show at SummerSlam last year. And then the next night on Raw, injures his knee and is out, you know, for however long that was. What, nine months until he yeah. came back in April? Uh, comes back and never wins a match on TV. And, you know, two months later, he's released. So... It's crazy, it's been, man. Uh, it's been a bad year, you know, during that time broke up with Carmella. I, you know, who knows what happened there, but um, it's been a big change. Uh, a year has made a big difference in, in big Cass's life. Yeah. And people are speculating. I don't think it'll happen. So uh, I know we've had some e emails about the Enzo interviews. The detail I'm not seeing reported. He's talked about his back and I guess sciatic nerve, some sort of issue that Enzo has. So that's added to the list of the reasons. I don't think he's anxious to get back in a wrestling ring. Yeah, Enzo's made it pretty clear that he doesn't he's not looking to wrestle right now. Yeah. Um, he's trying this hip hop career. Um <laughs> he's trying he just sounded like an old man. He's trying this <laughs> hip hop career. Hey, he's got a yeah, I mean, he's got a ton of charisma. Uh he's got he's great on the mic. Uh, the stuff I've heard, maybe again, I'm 42 years old, maybe it's just not uh appealing to my generation, but I thought it was pretty bad. He did play a clip on it because I checked his Instagram story yesterday because, of course, he tweeted that how you do in reaction to Cass getting right. released. So I checked his Instagram story and there was uh, the song that he talked about in that 50 Cent interview, this brass ring song that's about the business. And the clip of that playing, I was like, oh, this sounds like what I quote, call, quote, unquote, normal hip hop, uh, you know, sort of the style we're used to from our youth, Raj. And I was like, this sounds like it could be OK. Maybe I'll give that uh, a chance. But yeah, people are speculating, you know, but I was thinking about it. We talked about this uh, the other day about, oh, who's ever going to compete with the WWE? This is one of those moments. I mean, speaking of brass rings, that if someone like Impact could get it together to get, I mean, again, a year ago, you know, top merch seller for the WWE, if they could somehow reconcile this, that's how I think a promotion like that could raise their profile. It's a controversial hiring, though. Absolutely. Is not um, without baggage. Even he was he was not charged. Um, the the girl who accused him, her stories had so, a lot of holes. Um, but an accusation like that, you know, it still sticks. Absolutely. And no matter what you do, no matter how innocent you are. Um, so yeah, it's a you know I had asked Don Callis on a conference call about hiring Enzo and he seemed to kind of dodge away from it and avoid it. Yeah, I mean, he, he yeah. kind of said down the line, maybe we'll see, but it seemed like he was not comfortable with that, that hiring. And that's completely understandable. And I absolutely get uh, people's discomfort with it. Like I said, that's where yesterday it was a weird corner to see turned to see people online, not talking about, Oh my God, Cass, what a wasted opportunity. But people saying, Oh, I really miss Enzo and Cass. I really miss where these guys were. Hey. Yeah, there was a lot of yeah, there was a lot of meme comments and stuff out of there course. too. Uh, I, I was surprised how huge that was uh, the yeah. cast story. People, um, I, yeah, they were uh, it, it affected them, yeah, either happy or sad or whatever. But uh, we got tons of comments. Um, you know, the article on Cass's release got like over a thousand comments. Um, you know, almost like a thousand Facebook likes on that article. So uh, there's a lot of interest in it.
But don't you think that's part of wrestling, though? I mean, we rag on Big Cass, and it, specifically we rag on how Big Cass has been since he's come back this last time in his character, the beating up the little person, the whole thing. I mean, we've ragged on Baron Corbin on this podcast, but at the same time, I mean, we don't wish any of these performers no. ill will or dismiss. I mean, Baron Corbin actually, I've talked this before on Twitter. I love Baron Corbin on Twitter. It's just that he was kind of stale on TV for a long time. And I think that's the thing. You can dislike a character without wishing ill upon a performer. Oh, for sure. I actually thought Cass was doing pretty well on the mic. I just thought he needed to tweak it so it was more believable. Um, but I thought he was doing some things that that came across, you know, that had a star quality. He just needed to get his wrestling back in gear, um, you know, work on his in-ring. But he was making improvements, I thought. I mean, yeah. his, his match with Daniel Bryan at Money in the Bank, it wasn't... Uh, wasn't a show stealer or anything like that, but it was a lot better than their match at Backlash. No, it was, it was the best singles match Big Cass had had, best match Daniel Bryan and Cass had had. And if they'd had that match to start this feud, I think people's anticipation and perception of it would be much, much different. And, and just to clear it up, you mean Daniel Bryan and Big Cass together have had. <laughs> well, the be best match they've had together, but no, it was the best. Right. But it's not Cass. the best match. It's by no means the best match Daniel Bryan. Oh, God, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For Big Cass, sure. This was yeah. the best match Big Cass ever had on his own. I mean, God, in Enzo and Cass, that, that was where I think Enzo and Cass got sale. Was I mean, they even said it on Stone Cold's podcast. It's all about the hot tag. Enzo gets the crap kicked out of him. Cass comes in and stampedes match over. I mean, they ran that into the ground as a tag team. So to see Cass break free from that has been refreshing. Yeah. I think uh, with Cass, hey, chances are he's going to have, you know, he was released. He's probably going to have a 90-day no-compete. 90 90 yeah. So what's June, July, August? So, so mid-September, he'll be a free agent. Um, I can see Impact picking him up easy. Yeah. Um, he's, you know, he's got potential. He's got the look. Uh, it's just, you know, combining all those tools and putting it all together. Absolutely. Well, SmackDown last night, you know, building on this idea from Sunday of uh, never say never. And just because you're gone doesn't mean it's permanent. Last night, we had Carmella open SmackDown Live uh, interrupted by is it Asuka? No, it's James Ellsworth continuing his uh, hot streak back in the WWE with Asuka coming out, confronting them um, and uh, kicking Ellsworth. I do enjoy watching Ellsworth get the, the stuff and beat out of him um, before Carmella hightails it to the back with the belt and Ellsworth to backstage. Um, you think it's the right move, Raj, to keep keep this feud going a while longer? Why not? <laughs> you know, yeah. um, I don't want to see Asuka get beat again, but I, I thought the segment wasn't that great. Uh, I thought Ellsworth was good. I, I, I tweeted this last night. The, my problem with Carmella and the Iconics is that they're so over the top with their obnoxiousness. Whoa, Glenn, you've just doubled. Well, things are multiplying here, Rush. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was weird. Uh, is they're so over the top with their obnoxiousness that you can't take it seriously. You don't believe them at all. You, you, it just comes across as bad acting. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not like... It's not like... Uh, Gosh, but uh, pretty much any other woman on the SmackDown roster where there's enough you, there's enough believability in their character that you believe that that's kind of who they are. Mm. Uh, that's an extension of themselves other than they're just playing a, playing a character. So it's hard for me to get into Carmella. Uh, I think she's, she's fine at what she does, but it's very low-level heel stuff, not, not main event heel stuff. 
Yeah, I think Alexa Bliss is the the better version of this. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. Alexa, you kind of believe it too. That's exactly what I mean. If you don't have that credibility, where it believes that's your personality, where it feels like that's your personality, then it it kind of it, it's just an act. And you know why Alexa is next level with it? Because when Alexa does that sincerity turn for a second, like oh, I'm about to be really genuine, you you kind of believe it for you suspend disbelief for a moment yeah. before she goes back to heel. Carmella doesn't have that range. Yeah, she did that. She did that Alexa Bliss promo here where she was talking about how she was, what was she saying? She was bullied as a kid or had body issues or something like that. Yeah. And then uh, turned it around and was like, no, I didn't. <laughs> like, all right. Raj impersonates the WWE roster. Add that to the fight. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and what's interesting uh, about this is then they go from Carmella doing that to then the Iconics, Billy Kay and Kate and Royce. And that's like, I mean, that's like Alexa Bliss on speed. Or not Alexa, that's like Carmella on speed. I mean, the just being over the top obnoxious. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's just hard to take it seriously. And it's almost like when they're cutting the promo, you almost want to like just flip away for a few minutes and then come back. Oh, my wife can't take it anymore. I mean, with uh, the Iconics, I mean, she loves Becky Lynch. She was excited for that match. But and, and, you know, we have friends from all over the world, but something about their accents and the way that they talk with the Iconics, I, I get where for some people that's just nails on a chalkboard. It's just too over the top. You know, it's like you look at what the beautiful people did in TNA. They were mm. great. And, you know, again, they had that credibility. They weren't so over the top that it uh, that it is it's cringeworthy, whereas yeah. it is it kind of is with the Iconics. Yeah, but I will say after this, uh, after the Iconics promo, I thought the show was really good. I yeah, I mean, I thought, really strong episode of SmackDown. And I thought the whole thing was fine. But yeah, I think it really comes down for how much can you take of Carmella and how much can you take of the Iconics? Because you're right. I mean, they are both polarizing with their shtick. And if you're not into that, that causes people to change the channel. I think Alexa Bliss, I'm, I'm going to go out on a bit of a limb here. I'm going to say Alexa Bliss does not she is not a polarizing figure. Like even people that dislike her, there's some critique about, Oh, another bond is champion and whatnot, but it is not that nails on the chalkboard reaction that some people have to Carmella and the iconics. Yeah. It's like, you want to boo her kind of heat, not, I want to just watch something else for a while. Kind of heat. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but more power to a man. I feel like, Six months ago, what were we saying? The women aren't getting enough time. The women are sort of buried. Uh, you know, they're throwing them together. I feel like Raw and SmackDown now, I, lately, I feel like that's how they open both shows. I mean, they did this week. The women opened both Raw and SmackDown. I feel like yeah. kudos to the WWE on turning a corner there. And what do you make of Triple H's comment at NXT UK? And we'll talk about that more a little later. Uh, but that there's developments in the women's division happening sooner rather than later. Um. Yeah, I don't know exactly what that means, but um, I, I, I'm not sure if he's hinting at something with the Mae Young Classic. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's now they're, you know, when women would get the opening segment before it almost stood out. You're like, wow, yeah. wow, that's, they usually don't do this. Now it's, it's, it's normal. I, again, getting more segments is great. Now I just want them to get better stories. And the, you know what, right now it's not like the stories are that hot for the men either um <laughs> you know it's but yeah I'd, I'd like to see uh a more intense feud uh or more intense rivalries with the women than just mixing and matching yeah no i agree i agree with that um 
Backs. Oh, uh, so we got Becky Lynch versus Billy Kay. What that went into Becky. Uh, I feel like, so it, you know, she's getting these wins everywhere except where it counts at things like Money in the Bank. Um, what did they go for her match with Billy Kay last night? Yeah, she. I mean, she's kind of in that Sasha spot, right? Where yeah. she's one of the most talented women on the roster. She's over, uh, and goes night in, night out, and you know, and the fans like her. But she, you know, they don't do too much with her after that. And yeah, both of them, Sasha and Becky, I'd like to see. I'd like to see more. I mean, the fans are into her. I don't, you know, I think uh, Joshua on Twitter made a point about Becky turning heel. Someone asked about that, and he's like, "Well, the fans are into her, so why do it?" Yeah, um, I mean, you see, uh, Devon Dudley's. They're not uh, Devon. Uh, B- uh, Bubba was Bubba the one that tweeted. Yeah, that? yeah, 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 Bubba. Yeah. Um, about how the fans are always on their feet, money in the bank every time when it looks like she was going to win. You know, essentially saying, why aren't they doing more with her? Right. So it's not a case of her not being over. Their fans have given up on her, like kind of like Bailey, they kind of have, right? Like Bailey, yeah. her reactions have gotten lukewarm. Becky, they're still with her. So it's not she needs to turn heel or anything, but you just need to do something with her. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, with Carmella, I get it. I get why putting the belt on Carmella works. It's funny. I think you see that uh, Carmella tweeted yesterday. Like, can someone explain to me what a transitional champion is? Because that's what people have been calling her. Was, yeah. I thought it was funny to uh, have her called out. But that's the thing. It's like Carmella makes sense for the big picture. But right now, she's not setting the world on fire. Um, and I think that Becky at the top, especially because Charlotte's out, right? Charlotte ruptured an implant. She shot for ESPN's The Body Issue. I believe she's getting surgery. Yeah, so Charlotte's right. not going to be back till Extreme Rules at the earliest. Yeah, I mean, if you had a program with Becky Lynch and or Asuka, it would make the women's division feel like a whole lot more than what you've got on top right now. Yeah, Asuka, Carmella with Ellsworth again, it it becomes a comedy thing. And with your world title, I I just don't think that's a good thing. It's it's like with the tag titles. If the B team wins, look, they're entertaining, but they are a comedy shtick and you just don't take it seriously. Like you, you watch it, you're entertained, but it's you don't. You don't take it seriously. Yeah, but go back two years on this podcast. Everyone was emotionally invested in Rhino and Slater. I wouldn't say emotionally invested. It was entertaining. But, but you it wasn't feel, you weren't like, like oh, these these guys are gonna be one of the great tag teams and I can't wait to see what matches they have. It's <laughs> you know, it's touche. But <laughs> like that story, I mean, right now I pose this question the other night, like what feuds are keeping you tuning in week after week? I mean, now granted, we have to watch this show. But what are you looking forward to, storyline wise? It's it's a it's pretty shallow right now, Mike. It's opinion. very shallow right now. The, the Rousey stuff's kind of interesting. Sure, um, that's kind of it. I mean, yeah. storyline wise, there's not much. Um, they're just you know they're throwing all these multi man matches, so you're not building these one on one rivalries, right? And yeah, we'll see. Yeah, man. But, um, I'm sorry. But uh, I, you know, I hate <laughs> sound like a broken record. Uh, they all it, it does always seem like this time of year they're just kind of throwing stuff out, and then SummerSlam is where it picks back up and they start doing more. So we'll see. Yeah. So Becky, of course, won with the disarm her last night. Promo backstage from Jeff Hardy, uh, rocking the makeup again and a better version of the makeup. I want to call that out for a second because. I, I like that they acknowledge he has to step up his game being in the same company now with Finn Balor and gold dust and these guys with very polished looks. Jeff has not always had a polished makeup look. And I thought that looked pretty badass last night in that promo. It looked awesome. The promo itself was like, Jesus, uh, 
there were a lot of big words in it. <laughs> just put it you that consulted way. Consulted a physician's dictionary, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the promo didn't sound natural at all, but he looked it looked awesome when he did when he turned around. He had that face paint, and then the eyes um, looked really cool. Uh, I, I, this is a feud. I, so this is one feud I think if they book it properly, um, it could be off the hook. <laughs> so if, someone in the chat saying it's face paint, not makeup. <laughs> thing that's right kiss wears makeup it's face paint it's the same thing the but same jeff hardy movie. look he looks like the most sinister act performing at the gathering of the juggalos this year and i'm uh excited to see what he does in the ring with shinsuke with this persona yeah it's one of those who, who do you have win though <laughs> you oh, know what nakamura loss yeah it's tough though man i mean nakamura's gotta get Gotta get a big win at this point, right? I mean, this year it's kind of embarrassing to go from the Royal Rumble to where like no real triumphs after that. Yeah, same here. The, the, the Royal Rumble, the Royal Rumble winning, winning the Royal Rumble did absolutely nothing for either Oscar or Nakamura. It kind of brought him down, you know. Well, actually, not Nakamura. Nakamura is still higher than he was. Uh, then before he won the rumble, but Oscar definitely is. Well, is he higher though? Because since this heel turn and since he changed his entrance music, you're not getting that huge welcome, the groundswell of the audience singing along to the music. I mean, Nakamura is big, but it doesn't. I think I think he's lost a step. Like you don't feel that energy that he had as a face. Uh, remember, he was just floundering before he won the rumble. Yeah. To where like him winning the rumble almost seemed like. Remember Survivor Series? He was beaten like he was nothing. He was just kind of, yeah. he was just kind of there. He was beaten a bunch of times by Jinder Mahal, which did him no favors. So he's higher up, but yeah, he's not. A, he's he's cooled for sure from where he was like a month ago. Uh, what'd you think of that Daniel Bryan promo backstage with Renee Young? Uh, he he's great. I mean, some of the stuff didn't sound natural, but he pulls it off. Um, so, you know, I, I think Daniel Bryan's one of the best promos in the company. I think, and I still think he's the best babyface promo. So, and his chemistry with Renee, I mean, much like we saw in the beloved talking smack, I like there was that little moment of that last night when he turned it around on her, started asking her questions. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. very, very good. Um, we had the build up for sanity. Oh my God. Okay. So, sanity versus the Usos. It finally happened. Raj, what did you think of Sanity's debut on the main roster? I thought it, I thought it was fine. I thought the entrance looked cool. I, I was wondering what the why they had the Usos out there. I'm like, why are they going to have the Usos uh, get squashed right off the bat? That's where it should lead, and that's ultimately what they ended up doing. They built an Uso Sanity feud. So, you know, yeah. to do that, I thought it was fine for what it was. But the crowd, they seemed hot for the entrance, and then seemed like they didn't care. Like the beatdown was just. I don't know if they, it was just expected or or what, but the crowd didn't seem into it. What'd you think? Well, okay, so Corey Graves calling out the purge in their entrance, where it's like, <laughs> are we doing this still? Do we have to like tell people what you're ripping off specifically? Um, but I thought without the smoke, without the heavier gear that they were wearing um, in NXT, it was a little uh, not for uh, oh, what's his face, uh, but the, the guys that weren't wearing pants. Just very much looks like wrestlers with hoods and masks on. 
Like it wasn't as cool as they I thought they looked in NXT. And on a bigger stage with better lighting, I think it took away some of what makes them so menacing. Like more like aces and eights. Yeah, just kind of not. Whereas Authors of Pain translated fine to the main roster, even though we haven't seen them in a month. Um, but I think that with Sanity, so much of that's the atmosphere, right? Like it's these creepy dudes coming out of chaos. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it, it def definitely does seem like something's... They're, they're more NXT than main roster, I think. Yeah. But um but we'll see i mean yeah. I, I could tell someone like killian dane they're gonna give him some shots um yeah we'll see i th i think i thought it was okay i thought it was fine but i i see what you're saying it, it definitely didn't seem as as cool as how they looked in nxt like have you ever gone to to one of those uh like universal halloween nights or you know one of the like big theme park haunts that they have uh, a long time ago yeah Okay, so when you're in tight spaces and you see the lighting and the smoke and you see those guys come out of nowhere, it's like, oh my God, you're freaking out. You feel like you're being attacked. But then when you're walking around the theme park later, going to your car and you see one of the guys just sort of walking under a brightly lit floodlight, you're just kind of like, oh, that's not so scary. That's how sanity <laughs> felt to me last night. Yeah, the presentation could use a little tweaking for sure. Yeah, um, but no, look, they squashed the Usos. I like the Usos promo at the beginning. Um, it yeah, worries they me. That they didn't beat them, so this was... yeah. Like the start of their feud is what it seems like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just beating them down rather yeah. than uh, beating them. But uh, I thought with the Usos, man, they built the Usos up so much. And now it's just like free fall. Like we're just going to let them, it's you know, fall where they land. That's land the problem with tag teams and, and women. If you're not in the top few, they don't, they, they just, you know, then you're, you fall down and you're not really protected at all. Uh, Mahmoud Khadr in our chat room has a good point. Since Nikki Cross didn't win a takeover, maybe she'll face Naomi. Maybe this will be like the Bludgeon Brothers. Naomi's a secret, secret weapon of the Usos, but countered by a debuting Nikki Cross. They could do that. Yeah, that'd I'd be cool. Be with it. I'd be into that. Um, after that, we had Renee Young backstage talking to Shinsuke Nakamura, saying he lost at Money in the Bank because the referee did not count in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> ref counted very fast he didn't count in japanese very very unfair i, I love that yeah. one. <laughs> it was good shinsuke as a heel i think has been fun but it is a much different appeal but you know this is good though because what i mean his character aside from that documentary they shot on the network uh, right before his heel turn coincidentally enough like as a face i never felt like i really knew who his character was just except that this guy was cool and amazing in the ring yeah he's great he's just being hurt by booking yeah. Um, you know, someone could be on fire all they want, but if you book them to lose or book them on the undercard all the time, it hurts their steam. I mean, you could start seeing that with Seth Rollins too on Raw. If yeah, he should be, they should be moving him up, and instead he's, you know, he lost to Dolph Ziggler. Um, same thing as Nakamura. I think losing all those times to AJ has kind of hurt him, and they need to. I think he needs to win the U.S. title his first match with jeff hardy you don't do a dq or some screw job that leads to another match <laughs> nakamura win it off the bat and hardy's chasing the nakamura for that title i think yeah and you get the steam back on nakamura so last night we had a rematch from the money in the bank pre-show we had uh, luke gallows and carl anderson versus the bludgeon brothers luke soulful eyes harper and eric rowan <laughs> uh I thought last night this was a really 
like about twice as long as their pre-show match definitely as much back and forth the bludgeon brothers ended up retaining do you think this is the end of that feud and where do gallows and anderson go from here yeah i definitely think it's the end uh, i thought it was a really good match uh way better than yeah way better than the money in the bank pre-show um you kind of knew the bludgeon brothers were winning they they do that a lot when they they when they're turning off a feud that ends at a pay-per-view they just do the same the same match on tv and the logic is like it was on the pre-show maybe not everybody caught this all right just to make sure everyone sees it um you know it's it's interesting because the smackdown division is really stacked when you think about it because gallus and anderson the usos uh sanity now yeah uh, the bludgeon brothers i hate saying that name but you know them they're, they are really good. Their gimmick sucks. It's a little better since they've changed their attire a little, but uh, I hate the gimmick. New Day, uh, Cesaro and Sheamus, it's, it's stacked when you think about it, and they're not really being used. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's just when you're not in that top title picture, you're just kind of stuck in limbo. Yeah. That's why with the New Day, man, Money in the Bank, such an opportunity. But we saw the gauntlet match with Big E single that maybe they're going to keep this going for a while and have the New Day be his hype men. As Big E's hype men? Yeah, yeah. Xavier and Kofi. I think so. I thought it was almost like a, a, a breakout a breakout performance by Big E. I thought he looked great. I almost would have booked it a little differently where he – he beat yeah then i don't know who you you'd have him beat because yeah, man i don't know i i, I thought he looked really good i, I would have had him beat someone in that match before getting beat just to kind of push him along the singles route if that's the way you're going yeah although kofi at money in the bank see i think kofi too i mean xavier i think it's just because xavier hasn't had a good solo run yet that's the reason why we can't envision what that would be like but kofi or biggie i absolutely could yeah see them um so the gauntlet match crown a new number one contender who's going to go on to face aj styles at extreme rules right that was the uh stipulation yeah yep. daniel bryan versus biggie versus rusev versus samoa joe versus the miz start with daniel bryan coming out there and uh let's see okay who did this start with sorry this uh, feels like a lifetime ago yeah biggie was uh who he started the match against they went for quite a while uh before daniel pinned big e and then out came samoa joe after that yeah yeah and so then, daniel bryan and biggie i thought this was really good i thought yeah. Biggie looked fantastic daniel bryan looked great um I, I hope they do more with biggie because he, he do you see that tweet he posted which one it was something like uh 20 years on the main roster oh between the yeah three of yeah. Them and, yeah no champions no champions did he say no championship no, shots or no uh, world title i thought it was no world titles um man isn't it weird it might be no no championship yeah. shots either because i don't remember any of them even kofi getting a title a world title shot do you find it strange that you have to like keep up with like what did this wrestler tweet now? <laughs> i mean it's very it's amazing how much of this business is now happening just on random tweets yeah you yeah. know yeah it's the news of the day right <laughs> uh but no look i think uh the new day is very deserving of uh some singles magic whether it is biggie or uh 
Kofi or even Xavier, yes, as people were pointing out, that consequ- uh, while Xavier Woods may have not had a great singles run, Consequences Creed did as X Division champ in uh, TNA. I wouldn't say it was great. Well, you yeah, know, I hindsight. Mean, I mean, Kofi was hindsight. Intercontinental Champion, so, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Much how I look back upon them with great fondness at the, the historic, you know, a title run that Rhino and Heath Slater had two years ago. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're running at the top, it, it's just kind of, it comes and goes. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I know. And I thought I thought everyone looked great last night. Actually, I thought Samoa Joe, uh, he just had to follow the, the with Biggie. I mean, um, man, what was that move with the, what, Good. the scoop, uh, the scoop tall. See, I get these names wrong all the time, but you, you know what I'm talking about. Head. Yeah, where he almost dropped him on his head. It's, he uh, did drop, mo- I mean, he did drop him on his head. Right? Do you watch it in slow motion? No, I watch he- it in slow motion. Uh, it's it's the scoop. Uh, I guess suplex because it's backwards. Yeah, um, slam. So um, yeah, I mean, he like just missed Daniel Bryan's head and neck hitting the mat. Like his hair swept the mat basically. Okay. Okay, because yeah. that spot looked ugly. And yes, sometimes I feel like a parent where I'm like, not with Daniel Bryan. Yeah, he's, he's had neck issues. But, <laughs> <laughs> Scoop but power issue, slam. Thank you, chat room. Slam. It's early Scoop in the morning. The coffee in this mug is not fully kicked in yet. I've been trying to be off of caffeine. So I'm like two weeks off of caffeine. So how's that going? It's interesting. I've been <laughs> sleeping great. <laughs> sure. But yeah, uh, in the morning, especially, I, I find myself having to. Think about what words I'm using more. <laughs> yeah, no, I try and limit it to one cup a day. Uh, so you know, I'm, it's my sweet spot basically every morning between 10.30 a.m. and 1 p.m. is when I actually feel on top of things. The yeah. rest of the time, I'm just coming down. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Scoop Power Slam, uh, man, that it was tough to watch, but people online were circulating a uh, GIF, animated GIF of the video in slow motion. And yeah, thank God Daniel Bryan was all right. But uh, yeah, that was tough, man. Uh, Daniel pinned Samoa Joe. Then after that, out came The Miz. That uh, Oh, wait, that's right. The Bludgeon Brothers came and kicked the crap out of Daniel Bryan because they exchanged meaningful glances. Uh, he looked into the soulful eyes of Luke Harper. Uh, the Bludgeon Brothers came back into the ring. Yeah, well, real Daniel quick, Bryan. where the hell is that going? They're former Wyatt compatriots, I guess. There's maybe a story to be had. Uh, it's there. Obvi- I, I'm, they're definitely going somewhere with it. Yeah. Hey, guys, uh, remember when we were in a cult together for a brief period of time? I doubt they're going to mention that, but yeah. uh, I'm guessing it's going to be their next feud because they're kind of out of tag teams right now. Uh, the Usos are with Sanity. New Day's been done. Or no, I, they haven't done New Day, right? Uh, yeah, they did New Day before. Did. Yes, and Joe got counted out. Want to make that clear? That's what it was. Daniel got back in the ring. He did not pin Joe. Right. Sorry. These matches, a lot happens. I feel like I need a flow chart, beat by beat, of everything in these gauntlet matches. Um, but yeah, Bludgeon Brothers versus Daniel Bryan. I could kind of see that. And man, Harper versus Bryan. Talk about like great indie feud of uh, days gone by. Why not? Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing they're probably going to do the next tag feud with Daniel Bryan and someone. Not sure who that is. Um, Kane busy? I mean, can he spare some time? No, he's, some appearances? he's got the election coming up. That's uh, true. Ty Dillinger? Oh. They had been teaming up on on how should I don't know. He's been relegated to the under-under card so badly. under-under card. Right. That almost hurts Brian being in a relegated team. To, relegated to catering. <laughs> you know, I, I like Ty, but that's just how he's been booked. So, uh I'm not sure who who is 
if there's a natural fit for his partner, unless they did something like Big E and move him from the New Day. But I don't know. I don't think you want to put Big E back in a tag team. I, I know, you know, this is a talking smack reference, but oh my God, could you imagine if they get Daniel Bryan back with the Usos after uh, their great interplay on talking smack with Daniel Bryan as DJ Sweet Beats? <laughs> yeah, that would be. Oh, that'd be fantastic. I don't know. Um, yeah, people are saying Randy Orton, oh, Daniel Bryan's partner. It'd be it'd be something for him. Actually, you know what Randy Orton's gimmick should be? That he just sort of stands on the corner looking disinterested and Brian does all the work. Yeah, you could do that. I mean, you could <laughs> you could do... I think that could be an entertaining pairing, actually. With Daniel Bryan, like Orton's the too cool for school guy and Daniel Bryan's yes Orton around. Should, Orton should literally just be on his phone in the corner the whole time, just you know, scrolling through, uh, checking his 401k <laughs> yeah. while Daniel wrestles the match. Someone's saying Shane McMahon. That'd be good. <laughs> Is Shane scheduled to come back anytime soon? I mean, Paige is killing it. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, he had the surgery, so whenever he's healed, I'm sure he'll be back. Yeah. Well, we shall see. Um, so after he got beat down, The Miz came in, made quick work of Daniel Bryan, um, skull-crushing finale, covered him for the pin, and then we got The Miz versus Rusev to determine the new number one contender. I, yeah, I like so this whole gauntlet match. With the Miz yeah. pinning Daniel Bryan real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm guessing it seemed like they didn't want to give that match away yet. Oh, absolutely not. Dude, that's SummerSlam. Yeah. so That's the biggest match Daniel Bryan has that they're sitting on, in my opinion. Because wow. the feud on that. Well, no, because of the feud. <laughs> right. You know. Yeah, I mean, with what's, what's already been built for sure. But yeah. I'm sure they could do him and AJ and that'd be... If they again, if they built it right, and who knows if they would. When's the last time they really built a feud with AJ well? Like where you were really invested. I mean, AJ is masterful in the ring and a very yeah. likable guy, but John Cena maybe was the last time yeah. with AJ. I felt like, oh, I'm really invested in this. Yeah. That's yeah, I think that's probably what it was. Yeah. Um, so with Daniel, I think that's the problem. I think, but Daniel and the Miz, man, I mean, that's yeah. Man, I mean that in my mind that will be the the highlight of whatever pay per view it's on. Yeah, I hope it's SummerSlam and not. Yeah, but I could almost see them doing Extreme Rules as well. Yeah, uh, Rusev uh, hit Miz with the Machka kick, applied the accolade. Miz tapped for the finish, but let's talk about Rusev versus AJ for a bit. AJ came out at the end. He and Rusev shook hands. I think that sort of acknowledges both face ish with the crowd but then aiden english goes to shake hands does the psych does the too slow pull it pull the hand away and aj uh knocks english down we've talked about this talk about the wwe listening to fan criticism and commentary here we go rusev is in a world title shot for a pay-per-view yeah um granted it's extreme rules it's extreme rules um i Guessing it won't be the main event of the show. <laughs> um, it could the be, fatal I mean, whatever. What was the last match at Money in the Bank? It was the men's Money in the Bank, right? That's and Rousey before it. So the world, the WWE Championship match was what three down. Mm -hmm. um, and I could see them pushing the the, the multi person match for Brock Lesnar uh, with the winner getting the shot at Brock Lesnar as the top match. You know, sometimes they throw they do these throwaway feuds. Um, 
you know, for pay-per-views like they did, you know, Dean Ambrose against Dolph Ziggler when Dean Ambrose was WWE champ. This what it's this is what it seemed like to me, but I think Rusev has a golden opportunity here to really, you know, get himself over to that level. I was kind of surprised they went with Rusev just because I think from a fan reaction point, uh, you'll have a lot of people going for Rusev. Oh yeah, if and- you had the Miz you know, you'd have the fans, you know, unanimously or mostly unanimous, unanimously behind AJ. Um, Dean versus Dolph was at SummerSlam. That's hard to believe. Right. Well, they usually, especially when they were doing those co-branded pay-per-views, they didn't want to give away two big matches even <laughs> on those shows. So you'd have kind of one throwaway and, and one big one. But. Yeah. Yeah. So all in all, man, I mean, look, I know, I was a little higher on Monday night than you guys were, but I feel like, hey, these, this was four days in a row of pretty good wrestling, pretty entertaining shows. I thought today, yeah, I thought uh, SmackDown was really good. I thought it was one of the better shows in a while. Raw, I, my problem with Raw, the first hour I thought was so good. Like it felt like a post-pay-per-view show, how they used to be. Yeah. Back in the day when after a pay-per-view, usually the Monday night on Raw was, you know, the Monday night after was must see like there's stuff happening it's gonna be unpredictable uh and lately it hasn't been that and the first hour kind of gave off that vibe but after that ziggler seth match it went just went downhill uh this show i thought was kind of the opposite it kind of went up and up and up you know and delivering on a great main event that match was awesome uh i thought rusev and the miz was really good too like every match they had in that outside of the miz just pinning daniel bryan real quick but it that told the story uh, it was really, really good. No, absolutely, man. Um, so other big news that we didn't talk about earlier, Sami Zayn injured. I know we uh, said that Kevin Owens' comment, maybe uh, uh, that he's not sure when we're going to see Sami on TV again after what happened with Bobby Lashley. We were saying that might have had to do with the quality of the feud. They need to keep Sami off TV for a while. But no, Sami Zayn is injured. He has been wrestling injured for a while. And he is heading to their, uh, what, main medical uh, doctors to get looked at and determine what's necessary? Yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's going this week to Birmingham to get checked out. So, um, yeah, I was going to say at the – I forget if I pointed this out on the podcast. I know I did on Twitter. Um, but he looked out of shape. Yes. In that match. And that was so, mentioned. Yeah. So, I, I remember – it, it looked like he hadn't been working out. And so that would explain why if, if he's been injured, he had, he wouldn't have been able to. So hopefully it's nothing too serious. Yeah, hopefully, man. I mean, I think there's a great comeback story with him when they decide to turn him face again. I think doing the Sami Zayn road to redemption part two is a natural. I don't think so. I think, <laughs> you think they're I, just going to keep him heel? I hope so. Because I think if they turn him baby face, he'll end up back where he was. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, but they, they didn't they didn't really pull the trigger on him before though. Like he was ba- yeah. he was a baby face without a story. Aside because from Vince doesn't with see him as a top baby face. Yeah, it's just so weird. when you when you got all the monsters on Raw and the guys he sees as top stars, you get buried in the shuffle. I would love to know how Vince sees Sami Zayn. It's it's clear. And how many how many years was it you think Vince backstage referred to him as, you know, that Jewish kid before he finally was like, what? From Montreal? Muslim? Probably blew Vince's mind. Yeah. Love Sami Zayn. Yeah. <laughs> ah, he deserves better. 
than this Bobby Lashley feud. But no, I uh, wish him all the best. Hope he is Bobby okay. Lashley deserves better than that. Bobby, that Bobby's going to get better. <laughs> Bobby's going to get better. Yeah, I think him and Roman could be a money feud if it's done right. One of them has to be heel or the fans are going to crap on it at, at a pay-per-view. Yeah. Oh, Bobby versus Roman right now would be toxic. Yeah. <laughs> I would not want to be uh, in the crowd for that one. Um, NXT UK, they're taping stuff in Great Britain. Yeah. And uh, we do we have more details about the uh, weekly show that's coming to the network? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. okay. So Triple H has done tons of media and pretty much given no details. Um, is the, the stuff we talked about on Monday night, you know, they they have a bunch of taping sc- schedule for this year. It's not known where it's going to air. Um, yeah. If I talk to Triple H, if, if there's a media call or something soon, I want to ask him the fact that they named it NXT UK and not WWE UK. Does that mean like that the main roster is still the main goal? So while they have a division here, they're still working to get on the main roster. Or is that supposed to be the end? Like that is the brand. Like if it's the Raw or the SmackDown, that's where you go. That's where you want to end up. It's pretty low ceiling. Like, hey, guys, want to grab that brass ring and make maybe 75,000 pounds a year or euros? If they're yeah, it's, a, it's a start. I mean, when you're building on something. You need yeah, to... but that can't be the top. Like there's they have to dangle the main roster or else. I don't know. Not not if, you, if you're looking to build a credible UK Fed, then you want your top stars there. You want, you know, if, if the goal is to get a big TV deal in the UK, you don't want your top stars to be going to Raw or SmackDown, especially when they might get lost in the shuffle anyway. Well, but you have to look at the, they have to look at the uh, NXT current touring UK house show attendance as an indicator of what they can do for business over there. I mean, but when you look at what the house shows do on the Raw or SmackDown European tours, I mean, that's a night and day difference. So I think they can, wrestlers can scratch out a pretty good living being in NXT UK. But I don't think anyone gets in this business to have a barely six figure ceiling on how high they can go. Well, we don't know if that's the ceiling. You know, Nakamura what, and Finn Balor weren't making, you know, what, you know, the iconics were making in NXT. So if someone's getting over becoming a big star and it's taken off, obviously they'll throw more money at them. They're not stuck at that level. But they get no gate revenue. They might. No pay-per-view. Well, how it was. And wasn't that a big deal that they even said, hey, I know we're selling out places, but don't think you're going to get percentage of the gate anytime soon. Yeah. I mean, again, it's just starting out. But if it's taken off, then obviously touring would be a part of that. Granted, in the UK, it's you know you don't have the population that you do have here in the US. Yeah, um, but they could take it to other places in Europe. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see because. Yeah, I think it's like music, though, man. If you're the biggest selling band in the UK, I mean, if you're like take that, which that's still a timely reference. They got back together a couple of years ago. Um, but if you're selling out arenas in the UK. There's only so much business you can do. I mean, Robbie Williams is hugely popular in the UK, but also everywhere in the world except the US. I think you can't just have the UK be your sole market and make a ton of money. You know, I think they have to, they, you have to rise above that. So we'll see. What do you think the top guy in NXT is making right now? If you had to speculate, the top NXT US salaries? Well, I mean, they're not high. <laughs> I, I had, I'd, I'd have to look them up, but um, I mean, the top paid guy in NXT right now would probably be, gosh, I don't know. Um, it's not like Nakamura uh, 
who had a big contract in New Japan, and they had a you know. Oh yeah, and EC three is probably E three EC three is probably just happy to have a paycheck that doesn't bounce. Right. Um, yeah. I don't. I, they, <laughs> I don't think they had to pay too much for EC three. Alistair Black again. I don't think they need to spend that much for his contract. Um, I mean Ricochet. I man. guess Ricochet is probably making what maybe like. 150 200 Ugh, wasn't that, that the top in nxt before was it it wasn't like finn was at like the quarter I, I, million dollar level that was what was speculated yeah and finn again they had to you know these guys had big money mm-hmm. contracts before ricochet didn't none of these guys really did ec3 probably had the biggest that's saying something um but part of it though is that i think they have to compensate someone like ricochet where it's like yeah it is painfully obvious ricochet could go at least 205 live or their main roster so they're paying him more to keep him in nxt not really because so many so. people will turn down the indies for nxt yeah. even if it's less money because of that the dangling carrot because of the opportunity so yeah so you've, you've you'll see people that uh that will say they made more in the indies than what they did in nxt yeah no it's interesting man i mean just you know i'm fascinated by the business side of it and seeing what people are making but i think uh if they're going to keep these guys in NXT for a while, they have to take care of them. They don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as you can see, they're they're the company. <laughs> so, wouldn't that be weird though? I mean, do you think? Okay, let me just put this out there. And now, granted, I know his wife has a factor in this, but do you think Mike Kanellis is making more money than Ricochet per year right now? I do. Wow. And Mike has a pedigree. Mike Bennett definitely had a name. Yeah, were they? Are they close? Yeah. Currently, because Mike has a name at catering. In the occasional right? dark match. No. I'm no. Just <laughs> I, I, I could see him changing his Twitter handle to that just to. Just a Mike at catering. Yeah, just yeah. to. Just as a rib. Uh, Maria was backstage the other night. There was a photo of the two of them with their with their she baby. Was. It seems kind of I don't know. It's it definitely seems like they're like you're not going to be on TV till your wife gets back. So. Hurry up and lose that baby weight. Man, they would have such a great if Mike and Maria, and I know they kept them apart. Part of the reason Maurice got written off TV was because they gave sort of that gimmick to Mike and Maria. But man, I think uh Mike the Miz versus Mike Canellis and doing the like, you know, Maria and Mike, like you're trying to be us thing. I think down step down for the Miz, but that would be a solid mid-card feud that would build Mike and Maria back. I think up. I think Mike should just go by himself to NXT. And be yeah. in it and come up with something new. Yeah, we shall see, man. Or pardon me, I'm not supposed to say that anymore. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. What the future holds. Uh, okay, anything else before we take it home here? I think that's it. Uh, new NXT Tag Team Champions. Um, yeah, the, who? Uh, the Tyler, Bates and, Tyler Bate and... Uh, da, 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 why, why is his name escaping me? Uh, da, da, da. You saw that, right? Uh, I did. I did see that a title changed hands. I didn't see this. So UK Trent strong Seven. style. Yeah. So UK strong style won yeah. the NXT tag team titles, which I'm assuming they'll show maybe. Uh, when when's that gonna be on TV? I'm um, sure soon. Uh, the, so the UK championship stuff is airing next week. So yeah. Cool, man. Well, we will be back here Monday night to talk about Monday Night Raw. See uh, what happens now in the build up to extreme rules. Last night wasn't scary when they said extreme rules three three weeks from Sunday on the WWE network. 
it'll be here before we know it. We're back in the monthly pay-per-view grind. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Uh, what should people look for on the site? So you're going to republish your Vader interview? Yeah, yeah. So that'll be going up. I'm going to try to get it today. I'm so swamped. But um, but yeah, we got stuff from Haku the other day, Jack Swagger. Uh, and, and we've got a few more coming up. More from my interview with Stefan Bonner about wanting to face Brock Lesnar. Uh, so yeah, just stay tuned. Yeah, uh, pray for Raj in his uh, withdrawals from caffeine. Now, you know you could do, Raj, is uh, you don't have to drink it. You can just put your nose, your face right into the bag of coffee beans and just inhale deeply, and you'll get a little contact high, just contact little, buzz. little buzz. Just a little bump to get you through the day. See, I'm not even drinking decaf coffee because I'm worried it'll get me one into <laughs> real coffee. Back. <laughs> uh, well, let's hope Raj stays steady with that. Uh, we'll see you back here Monday night. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. Find, find me on Twitter, at Glenn Rubenstein. Appreciate a follow. And we'll see you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.